Johnson, how are you doing? Yes, very good. Okay, now I think summer's here. We're summer's here. here, definitely summer's here. It's very hot at the moment. Um, how, how is there with you? It's good, it's good. We've, we've had a few thunderstorms along the way, but um, it's getting better now. That's excellent. Um, so today we have another uh, episode of the Resilience Series, and I think we have two more to go. Uh, and then we will finish this series. Uh, but I'm so looking forward for the book and the, the playbook and also for uh, the other events that we're going to be developing uh, within the Resilience Series. Um, and then we have more time perhaps to talk about towards the end. Also exciting news about other people that are joining us and uh, there's so many new developments. It's very exciting. Uh, today, we are gonna cover probably one of your favorite topics, uh, which is creativity, right? Exactly. Um, just before we ask any questions, um, have you done your, the time that we met and you were studying, what was it to do with creativity? Yes, so, so the masters that I did, um, a few years back was in creativity and innovation. Mm. Um, so that, that piece to me is now so relevant in today's world. Okay, that's excellent. Yes, I remember I was uh, a tutor once also. We, 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 we had a whole semester on creativity and innovation, which I was running with uh, the lead uh, of that subject. And it's a fascinating, interesting topic and always get the students uh, debating and talking a lot and I wish our environment our, our learning environment would allow for more flexibility and different ways of putting things and fitting things together so we would have more creativity and innovation out of the time together uh, because for creativity I guess you need to have more freedom in terms of expressing yourself and being together with others correct correct so creativity Diversity, diversity of ideas is, is linked to diversity of people. So it's, it's really um, fascinating to see how that works. No, it nice. drives a lot of change. No, excellent. Um, right, so the fact that we are now talking about creativity and resilience, we, we are in, in, in probably trying to pull through and then make to the other side in the whole COVID pandemic, um, um, let's say, world that we're living today. Uh, it's easy to, to, to understand the need for resilience, but what is for me is how you fit them two together. So many would probably be asking, the, the, asking like I'm asking now, what is the link between creativity and resilience? How do, how do these two fit together? Okay, so if, if we, Come back to, to definition first, because um, that's not really important. So if, if you say, well, how do you define creativity? Well, one way of defining it is, is that it, it's something that, that is new, that is something that is valuable. So something new can be kind of intangible. It can be like, you come up with a new idea, you come up with a new theory, you come up with a new um, piece of music or even a joke. So that's, that's one thing, you can't see it, you can't touch it. The other is, is a new invention. It could be a, it can be a new book, it could be a new painting. You know, it's recently when um, Richard Branson took off um, on Virgin Galactica, all of that combined 
that that creativity piece produced a new a new way of getting into space. So that that's the first thing that you have to define what creativity is. Now we've been talking about resilience for a while now, and resilience and and creativity are like twins in one respect, because they're feeding each off each other, and they both involve a process. So the resilience process is that bounce back kind of thing where, you know, something happens to you, something that's not very nice, something like, like COVID, something like sickness, something like, you know, somebody's lost their job, etc., and you need to be able to bounce back. Mm. So the two fit together like hand and glove, like, like twins, like say. The more creative you are, the more likely you are to come up with a new way of being. And so you're able to bounce back. And finding up. solutions to problems, correct? Exactly, yes, that's exactly right. Being, not being just conventional and just... Yeah, fix in, in, in one direction, but looking at all directions and looking at every single possibilities, right? Correct? Exactly. So you know what it's like when, when you know, last year we had the lockdown, etc., and you, you, you're stuck at home and you might be at home. I'm not saying this about you and your partner, but you, you might have started off Mm -hmm. loving each other a bit more than you do at the moment mm -hmm. but you have to kind of come up with creative ways of, of... not killing each other right <laughs> well I was, I was thinking more so what you, that's what you imply <laughs> co co-inhabiting and co-living and all this core stuff that comes exactly, along exactly you, you got to find a new way of doing it and exactly the more creative you are about it the more resilient you will be Yes, and, and you said something about the, the essence of creativity is imagination. So the imagination side of creativity requires non-conformity and originality. I would like you to expand and explain more. What do you okay. mean? Okay, so exactly that. The more creative you are, the more you can think up new ideas. So it's like, how, how do I imagine new futures? How do I imagine, let's go back to, to living in, in the same flat apartment, etc. So you need to work out, well, where do I put my desk? Where do you put your mm -hmm. desk? How long are we going to work for? All of these sort of things. And if you have a fix, as we all would have, because it's like we're not used to something. And so it might be, if you've grown up living in, in an apartment, you think, yeah, the, the, the desk should always be on the left-hand side. I think, mm -hmm. oh, no, no, no. You need to, to think maybe it should be on this side. Maybe it, it could be, you know, partly on this side and some of the time we move it around and all these things take some imagination. So you might want to get a piece of paper and draw it. You might want to put some post-it notes on the wall, whatever it is, mm -hmm. the more imagination you put into it. I think something that helps um, also is, I mean, there is that phrase, what would Jesus do, for example? But I would <laughs> yeah. say, let's think about P 
people in history and people that you might be some, some, you know, some connection with, like what Winston Churchill would do or what would Richard Branson or Steve Jobs or people who are creative and we try to think as they would think in that situation and what they would do. It's exactly. a way of, for me of expanding our minds to think outside ourselves for those powerful creative beings and people and all the enlightenment that they brought to the world and what would they do in this situation? Would exactly. they feel cornered? Would they feel afraid? And how can I learn from it? And how can I think like some of these guys in that, in that particular uh, um, circumstances that probably going to help me to find a way out? And that's another way for me of creating creative thinking or thinking creatively. When you try to think as somebody else that you admire yep. would think in that situation. Exactly, and, and you you spot on there, in the sense of if if you think as as yourself, I Andy think this way, okay, that's fine. But when I Andy get tense, it it kind of like you get very focused on what your your pattern is. But if you, as I know, you read a lot, so you 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 know about um, like say Churchill, or you you research. You, of what Steve Jobs did in his his world, etc. Then, then if you can put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you kind of quiet the the emotional side, which is key to creativity. Because if if you're all up there and everything's tense, you you can't find new ideas. It, it'll just be too much noise. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so that um, combination of, of, of knowledge that you have and, and then applying it in a different way. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. But um, can you then help us to see how do you practice that creativity in your day-to-day -day life? But can you give an example of yourself Yeah. and how one could practice that creativity? Okay. So one of, one of the things I believe that is like saying, somebody says, you can ask the question a different way. Do you have any hobbies? Mm -hmm. And the, the key thing that people say, do you have any hobbies? They say, yeah. And whatever your hobby is, I guess for most of us, it would be outside of your normal work. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. The second thing is it it's usually involves a bit of fun might be some work involved but it's there's, there's some fun attached to it and so for me I like taking pictures I, I just go around you know for a few years now I've I've been taking pictures with, with a DSLR and then it's got too heavy and then now we've got the phones who can take pictures and to me photography is is about seeing not just looking. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I, if, if I go for a walk with you and then you see me doing this, you see me doing this, and you're thinking, what is wrong with this guy? Mm -hmm. it's, it's that some people use a piece of card because it's about trying to see something different. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. When I, I went for a walk with a friend, 
uh, the top of a, an ancient burial mound from the Stone Age or the Bronze Age. And there I dropped to the ground and I started looking at these trees and he thought, what's wrong with this guy? Because to me, it's like, I want to lie at the ground and look up at these trees. And it gives you a different perspective. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why it's like, sometimes, you know, I, I don't recommend people do this in, in big cities too often because you might get killed. Is you, you stand and you look up and you say, wow, I didn't realize those cranes look so beautiful or the, the angle of the building or That's whatever right. it is. That's right. It, it, that sort of fun bit gives you a, a whole different perspective mm -hmm. and, and it releases the tension. It, it drops your sympathetic. It, it increases your parasympathetic. It relaxes your mind. But that, that is something that you do. I mean, I, I guess that is something you do consciously, correct? You go out or, or is, it's a, an unconscious sort of a action. Well, well I, I think like everything else that we can learn it. Mm -hmm. So I, I learn it in that I see other people doing it. So, you know, I, I do like everybody else. I, I watch the YouTube videos and I see this guy doing this and you do a little bit of study and you think, oh yeah, so that's how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. That's why they're doing it. So, um, not, so if I understood yeah. correctly, um, you, you, first of all, you have to identify something that you want to be creative with, correct? Something, yeah, something that you enjoy. Something that you enjoy. So that is how you started. Yeah, something that's fun. Mm -hmm. It could be playing the piano. So a lot of people, you know, play the piano and like say, it's, what is your hobby? Mm -hmm. And if you can, you can in, find and enjoy that, mm -hmm. then you can develop that. And, so, and of course, within the, the constraints of law and all that type of thing, right? Because I, I want to, I want, I'm creative in graffiti. Let me graffiti my, my whole street. So there, well, there might be a space where you can do that, but you cannot do that all everywhere whenever you want to do, right? Oh, so, yeah. so there, there are some yeah. creativity that you need. I mean, you need to, to be bound by some sort of, some sort of a, let's say, frame. Yes, you need boundaries because exactly if, if you had little kids, you wouldn't want them being creative all over your walls with, with chalk and paint. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think two things for me about creativity, the, the two C's of creativity for me, it's caffeine and creativity. Caffeine. Without caffeine, yeah. <laughs> my creativity every day starts with that. Yes. That's what uh, sets me off for creativity every day. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah, but I guess, I guess we can all find things, you know, writing or reading or playing or, you know, even talking to interesting people and that sometimes yeah. sparks imagination also then walking yeah. into a, an art gallery or yeah. walking through gardens or, or nature, whatever it is, can spark that creativity. But you need to be looking and keep looking. For me, another thing is keep looking, open keep, your eyes. Keep looking. So that is look, another important thing. Look, look, as, look as a child, like you say, it, it might be. Absolutely, might, look as a child. It doesn't have to be Steve Jobs. You can imagine yourself as, as the five-year-old Andy. What did the five-year-old Andy see? 
-hmm. very very different way of of seeing that you are mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so how then does creativity relate to resilience let's bring back to resilience now we need to fill that void that gap between the two now with some information to our audience okay so the the creative piece is, is the stretching out there. I come up with all of these great ideas and, and solutions, etc. But what you're actually doing in the process is you're training your brain. You're training your brain and you're um, encouraging positive emotions. Mm -hmm. So there, there's some loads of studies done on, on positive psychology where one set of neuro, neurologists found that, you know, when you're engaged in the, the creative or the pleasurable activities, your brain produces alpha waves. And that's the same kind of waves that you get with mindfulness. You get with relaxation. You get with meditation. And that's the link that, that is out there in terms of the science, that it, it enables you to broaden your thinking and to build new theories that you can test out. So that well, if, if your mind is positive and your emotions are positive and you think, ah, I found something, and then you, you, you keep building on that and you keep building on that, it's like, the whole thing just broadens out. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that that's the way you know. I think that that you look at it that you know there is play, but but it it changes your mindset. It mm -hmm. gives you very very different perspectives. On In that way, so I think we could connect creativity very close to meditation to yep. to a time where you stop. And you just allow that to take over you and then your brain to to, to wander. Yes. And, and exactly. the breathing, all that aspects, right? All, all of what we've discussed before previously about, you know, mind, body and, and, and soul parts of us, the, the, the three parts start to, to gel together in a, in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. But it, it is in that relaxed state that you're trying to get to. Yeah, I wonder if there is like um, any connection between that or, and also with the aspect of fear and fear of moving out because that creativity will point towards a direction then you have to overcome your own uh, shortcomings, your own fears to move towards that space where the solution is to be found. Yes, so that, that's why the other part of uh, uh, creativity is sometimes it happens on your own and sometimes it happens with other people. So if, if you're thinking, oh, I, I need to, let's say you're in your world, it's, it's like thinking, I need to be able to, to reach more people to, to market a product. Mm -hmm. and, but I've never done it this way before. So you might come up with some great ideas. It might be, might be useful, it might not be. 
you, you've got yourself in a positive frame of mind and then the other things start coming in like, oh yeah, what about this or what about the other? Mm-hmm. And when, when you start to, we talked about this before in terms of community, find a community of, of people who dream in the same way. Mm-hmm. It, it starts to, to, to deal with the fears. And like I say, fears are one thing because we all have fears. But there's a difference between just running the, the same record through your mind if anybody could remember what a record is. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of just keep going around a circle, but going around a, a, a spiral that goes up and expands and expands. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, what is the worst that can happen, right? If you want to try something, just try it. Yeah. And, um, and don't let that hold you back because you might be stuck in a, position for a long time if you don't break out as, as long as you, you like you pointed out earlier we don't end up in something that's illegal yeah absolutely i'm talking about normal thing <laughs> well having said that i mean for example i've been looking in terms of psych- psychedelics and now it's growing a lot of the use of that and yes. even guided one i don't particularly participate i've never tried i'm not planning to but i've been researching and looking into and I think uh, Michael Pollan has an interesting book on it. And he was on Joe Rogan recently. And I'm just going through his um, audio, audible on caffeine and all that, how all those, let's say, um, psychedelics sort of, I, I don't like to call it drugs. I don't know if it's the right way of calling drugs, but it helps you somehow to connect. And the question is that with, with, with your inner being or release yourself and be more creative, and being bold or stepping out or finding the better you, whatever they define by this. Yep. And it's yep. to do with creativity also and releasing that creativity and looking creatively to your own story and be able to now start writing a different one. I don't know, I can't attest to it, yep. but that will be something that I'm saying is there is a legality towards that, right? So that we need to yep. draw lines of what we can do, what should we be doing within the parameters of what is like uh, medically approved and legal and what you can do with your own body and knowing exactly your limits and your limits of your life and your family and your family members without affecting you negatively, without affecting family members negatively, without being irresponsible. So I think that's probably what the boundaries that we are setting today about creativity, correct? Yeah, so there, there, there's lots of boundaries. Um, there are lots of people who push the boundaries. So mm-hmm. um, in terms of chemicals, you know, uh, LSD back in the, in the days of the hippies was, was a psychedelic at the time. And then it, it became more and more like, oh, we're never ever going to go there again. But some people do. And they, they're saying, okay, well, let's revisit it mm-hmm. in, a, in a scientific way now not just based on fear. Mm-hmm. We, we can say the same with um, yeah, cannabis or CBD oil or, or marijuana that, that's now, those are huge topics in terms of um, what, what's legal. The medicinal use of all of them and how it can help people to, even to bounce back, right? Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, we're not preparing a psychedelics and resilience series, but no. that is a whole subject that I've been recently investigating that leads towards that 
how the use of some of these substances can help you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not planning to, to use, but I know I have friends that are planning to, and some people who know who have done it, um, or how somehow help them to discover a new reality of life. Exactly. So if, if we look at legalized marijuana, if the medical world has sort of like, we put this thing in a box and we've, we've buried it in the ground for so long. And now what they realize is that, you know, in, in people who have intractable pain it, or, or intractable sick, um, sick nausea and vomiting, mm -hmm. there's a role to play. So sometimes the, the creativity piece is like we have to, to be not afraid to revisit it again. And in so doing, you can possibly come up with new ideas or new treatments. So that might be a huge piece, but you can do this in your day-to-day -day life. It's the same principle. Okay. Um, how, how else can people find creativity or be more creative? Well, it's a, it's a funny thing you say that. Well, when, the more you, it's one of these things, the more you chase it, the, the less likely you are to find it. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that if I try and say, oh, I'm going to sit here and write the, the 10 tips to, to, to becoming more creative, and it's, it, it may not work, it might be the opposite. It might be say, well, just just daydream a bit more. Just mm -hmm. you know, allow yourself to to just go. Wow, that's interesting, and 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 go in all sorts of different directions. So that as you start to daydream, you might let's say um, look and say, uh, what what? I'll give you an example. That, that's very, very common. What's the 10 uses you could find of bricks? You know, um, and somebody might make a list. Somebody say, well, okay, well, I, I don't know, but I'm gonna sit here in a, in a room and just look at this brick and just hmm, turn it round, turn it upside down, put my foot on it. Whatever it is, is starting to, to begin to wonder about it. Um, and just just start to ask yourself questions over this this brick. What size could it be? What color does it have to be? All these sort of things um, help for us to to just think more. So daydreaming is important. Mm -hmm. So that is how, and probably like uh, reflecting and thinking back. And there yeah. is a difference between when you ruminate and when you reflect. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I, I think there's a key difference. Ruminating to me is like you're going wrong in the same circle over and over again. It's, it's like thinking, yeah, well, let's, let's say um, something happened at work and, and you managed to, to spill coffee over your... You know, the coffee that you love, you spill it over your keyboard. Mm. And you just go around for, for hours at a time thinking, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or this happened, or that happened, or somebody, somebody shouted at you, and all the rest of it. Well, that, that actually leaves you nowhere. Mm. 
of ruminating. Mm. If you start to reflect on it, then you start to, to ask questions of it, to say, well, how do I stop that happening again? Um, maybe I should have a lid on the, the coffee. Maybe I should have the, the, the keyboard on a stand. Um, and then you ask other people. So you get new input into it, new ideas and that, that sort of stuff generated, it becomes self-generating. Mm -hmm. So and that's imagination uh, and that let's say uh, uh, open imagination that we might have or might call daydream during yeah. the day yeah. might lead to discoveries yes. and solutions. Yes. New realities and opportunities and possibilities, correct? Without the psychedelics. Exactly right. I mean, there is one psychedelic, interesting is saying that, because there is one psychedelic, because caffeine is a psychedelic. Caffeine, we don't say it, but it is. Uh -huh. You know, if you know caffeine is produced by plants to protect themselves, right? Yeah. It's a defensive mechanism they produce. Um, and then, and then, I mean, it's fascinating listening to Michael Pollan saying that, and you can trace the, the Renaissance even within the Muslim world, when they, they start drinking coffee before us, like 800s or something, you can, one can even imagine the, the Renaissance and that growth in science and all the knowledge through they starting having coffee. And then later on in Europe, and you can then associate a coffee with the expansion of finance and banking and all the creativity yeah. And, 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 and that is somehow coffee has, you know, coffee, caffeine has that, those properties that really, you can't imagine a, a, someone writing something without caffeine. I mean, we leave off caffeine, most of us. And if you're not into coffee, you might be, be into uh, a tea, or yeah. if you're not, none of that, you might be into soft drinks or all the, or the sodas or the kind of, you know, Caffeine-induced, but the, 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 the reality is that society is like, we, we are drawn and drawn in caffeine, whatever we go, you know? Yeah. And, and that is something that we don't talk about, but that yeah. is like a, a, an, an open, uh, let's say, hallucinogenics or, or something like, uh, you know, that creates that reality, that, that, wow, you know, that kick. And then you start working and start having those, um, let's yeah. say, creative thoughts and thinkings. Uh, how do you suggest one daydream practically? Let's well, let's let's go through uh, stages of daydreaming or imagining or finding a time in the day and practice that. Yep. All let's let's daydream for resilience now. So how how do we how can we have a how to build creativity into your resilience into, into your life in order to build resilience by releasing that in doses throughout the day? Okay. So. To me, it's, it's like, you know, if, if somebody said to you, well, you need to take this tablet three times a day, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So that's a routine. So one routine I, I, I know that, that a lot of people use is, is that in the morning before you, you start to get to work, you know, instead of, instead of sort of stretching your arms, stretching your legs, etc stretch your daydreaming before you before you get down to what you think is a serious work have a routine of daydreaming have a have a, a, a daydreaming corner if you want 
where, where some way is physical. So uh, John Maxwell, one of, one of the great uh, leadership uh, gurus says, he has a thinking corner. He, he has a space in which he allows his mind to walk. He doesn't go mm. dog walking, he hasn't got a dog. So he, he get into his favorite chair in his favorite corner, he would sit down and let his brain go wherever it wants to. Well, Things me, and, 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 me and, 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 and John C. Maxwell have, have something in common because I do have a thinking chair. I have a, a chair where I think that's one of the first things I do every day wow. is to sit there and think. What, what does your chair look like? It's a yellow chair. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful yellow chair. And I, it's the one corner of the house where I can see the mountains and you can see also outside the balcony and I have the leaning tree and I sometimes I sit outside but I like my chair mostly this yellow chair and that's what I do every single day. Wow so that's exactly it. You have your own space and, and it, it encompasses a lot of the other stuff like we've talked about before in, in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. It's about nature. It's about sitting out there and going wow oh yes and whatever it is, your mind is relaxed in that corner. That physical space is, is where you know your mind just switches straight into it because that's where you sit to do it and it's a routine. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the same like, you know, say, well, if you get stuck in, in a rut about something at work or you get really stressed, you, you can't just keep hitting your head over the, on the wall over and over again. Sometimes you just need to back away and allow yourself to dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then there is something also to do with thinking about things that are not necessarily productive. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah. So because most of the time we're, we're Whereas people are goal oriented or task oriented and thinking, I have to be working towards X. So let's say you, you run into that problem again. You, you have to, to raise, you know, a million pounds or 20,000 pounds or whatever it is in a fixed time period. And it's like, oh, I've racked my brains. I've done this, I've done that, I've done the other. And, nothing's happening. So instead of going sitting in your corner and, and daydreaming, a lot of us might go into a corner, pull out the laptop, um, surf the internet, check out the social media, or even research. And I'm not saying research um, um, is not important, but there is a place for it. But daydreaming is, is something very, very different because you are, are, again, it comes back to relaxing your mind, relaxing your body, relaxing. And spirit. sometimes just go for a quick walk around the, uh, the block, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Or some, one other way to do it is, is, is read a um, hundred lines in a, in a novel mm -hmm. or a poem. And I know you like poetry. So, for example, if you start to read poetry, other parts of your brain 
start to to get active and the other side relaxes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Uh, what does it mean clean your desk with awareness? So, I, I understand what clean your desk means because that's what I keep, being, keep hearing, but uh, what does it mean clean your desk with awareness? So this is another sort of like a little practice that, that, that um, writers and create, creative people tend to do if, if they've got stuck in something. So rather than if you, if you, can't, if you can't get to your, um, your corner, if, if you're at work, for instance, you might go into um, the, the common space, the common room, and, and they might line up all their books in alphabetical order. Or they might go in the kitchen and they say, right, well, I'm just going to clean, clean the countertop. Mm -hmm. All of this is, is not related to work, but it's activity. So this is another way of exercising a different part of your brain. Mm -hmm. And you find that after a while, as you exercise one part, like say, you rest the other side. Because to me, the one definition of resilience is, is stress and rest. So if you imagine a seesaw and it, it's moving up and down, if, if you stress one side, you rest the other side. So if I rest one, it's like, okay, I'm stressing my cleaning mm. or I'm stressing my, I'm putting these books in an alphabetical order or I'm, I'm looking for dust in the corner or, or whatever it is. It, it sounds really silly and it is because it, it is silly in that it, it allows you to rest the other bits that you've been working hard at all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. And uh, more and more uh, companies, organizations are coming to the, well, coming to, you know, to the conclusion that if they give some time off to employees and staff, they are also more productive you know, Correct. or reducing the working journey or, uh, you know, during the week, I mean, working the four, four days a week and give one day out or something else for work in the community or something more creative. But, but you believe that a half a day off, for example, also supports that, right? Even a half a day can also support you moving outside of your daily routine just to release that. Yep. Yes. So, I mean, it, it was, you know, years ago that, that Google was famous for their 20% off time in a week. Mm -hmm. So they, they were actually systemizing um, the, the creativity piece. So you say, right, well, instead of, instead of working on, you know, the next iteration of Gmail, just, just go take half, half a day off sit down there, talk with whoever is, else is in that same space, see what you come up with. All right, excellent, um, fantastic. Johnson, creativity and resilience, you have convinced me. There is a okay. link between the, between the two. <laughs> and uh, I will definitely carry on drinking my coffee. Definitely. Um, no, I have reduced it. I have reduced, I used to have like one liter in the morning 
and I have reduced to half a liter now and I water down a little bit. Um, but there is something else that we're looking at now and uh, we might be, that is something for our near future. We're looking into a new product that we're gonna bring and uh, we replace that. But that's a, it's a surprise for our uh, listeners and for, for our community. And I'm looking to, you know, oils test myself first before I actually put out there. Uh, but uh, definitely, I don't think I could survive much without it. And I think definitely we should, we should, we could even have like a resilience and coffee because it definitely helped me to bounce back. Uh, but you know me well, Johnson, you know that I cannot go without coffee, <laughs> certainly throughout my day. But fantastic. I'm looking forward to uh, the other episodes. Uh, and also we are putting together um, a day or a weekend soon, right? And we're going to announce yep. that, correct? Yep. We, we are putting together our first um, physical resilience weekend. Excellent. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. So if you haven't subscribed to the channel, guys, subscribe it now and send to your friends or your family and keep supporting us. And we're great to have you here. Great to have you with us uh, in different channels that we can meet us on uh, on a website or across the social media. Okay, thank you very much, Johnson. Until next episode. Great.